We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Chris Biederman. I work for the Sacramento Bee. This podcast is brought to you guys by Cooperage Brewing Company in Santa Rosa. Just excellent craft beer. And I think uh, after watching that 49ers Broncos game, everybody could use one. So I'm riding solo tonight. We're going to keep this short. Kyle Madsen's on post-game duty over at the radio station he works at. Um, so we're just going to hit on some of the uh, the big talk, big talking points in the immediate aftermath of that game. Let's get to it. Blue wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. All right, riding solo. Um, I'm entirely uncomfortable doing this solo, but this is just how this episode has to go, and so we're going to ride with it. Uh, the 49ers lost to the Denver Broncos in pretty embarrassing fashion, 11-10. to 10. Jimmy Garoppolo was downright awful. There were a lot of terrible moments in the game. The offense couldn't get going. The 49ers didn't convert a third down until about three minutes left. They finished one of ten. Um, just... Really an inexcusable loss given how well the defense played. The defense allowed uh, just nine points, and they've allowed nine points in the last two weeks combined. And the defense is probably one of the best in the league and looked like it throughout the majority of the game, throttling the Broncos. Really, the only thing the Broncos had were runs up the middle where Eric Armstead's absence, he was out with a foot injury, was definitely felt. Um, and then Russell Wilson did the Russell Wilson scramble drill, you know, make plays outside of structure, hit guys in recess mode. Um, he scrambled for a third down late. You know, the Broncos scored that touchdown late to take the lead. Jeff Wilson Jr. fumbles at the end. Jimmy Garoppolo throws a pick at the end. There was the turnover near midfield that Jimmy Garoppolo just dropped the snap. There's going to be a lot of discussion about Jimmy Garoppolo and all of the talk about how the 49ers were better off with Jimmy as their quarterback. And I think one thing that's abundantly clear after this game is that 
Yeah, you you can make an argument. Maybe 2019 Jimmy Garoppolo is better or even 2021 Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Trey Lance. But here's the thing. Jimmy Garoppolo had zero training camp. He was on the side field throwing, not part of the team, not in team meetings, not issued a playbook, not installing the offense, not doing the things that every other quarterback in the NFL has done during training camp. And here Jimmy Garoppolo is playing in a game in Denver on Sunday night football after three practices of working as a starting quarterback, which he hasn't done since the NFC championship game in the winter. So we're looking at Jimmy Garoppolo, a guy trying to win games for a team with quote unquote, Super Bowl aspirations who didn't practice at all in August. And we shouldn't really be surprised. And I made the mistake of thinking the 49ers were going to roll in this game because of what Jimmy Garoppolo did against the Seahawks. And the Seahawks just lost at home to the Atlanta Falcons. So let's not take away anything from week two. Jimmy Garoppolo's performance. That was somewhat encouraging. And I think it's I think it's fair to say that Jimmy Garoppolo is probably better where he's just coming in cold. In that situation, coming in after not practicing, it reminds me of 2017. And he even talked about it. Like when he doesn't have a full version of the offense and he just has to go in and wing it, he's better. And then Sunday comes after he's practicing as a starting quarterback. And the Broncos have a good defense. But it was just a disaster. The safety was a disaster. A lot of people were comparing it to Dan Orlovsky's safety. Obviously, Dan Orlovsky's safety was really, really bad. But Jimmy Garoppolo's is way worse because he threw a pick six. He didn't even know he stepped in the back of the end zone. And then he threw a pick six, and it was a safety. Jimmy Garoppolo was bailed out from a pick six by a safety. It's wild. It's it's really wild. And look, this game is the encapsulation of why the 49ers moved on to Trey Lance. Sure, you can get games where the running game's humming, the offensive line is dominating, Jimmy Garoppolo's working efficiently within the confines of Kyle Shanahan's offense and play calling, and giving guys like Debo Samuel and George Kittle opportunities to make plays after catching the ball in stride and getting yards after the catch and all of that. Jimmy Garoppolo can do that sometimes. But when that's not available to you, and you have to make plays outside the structure of the offense, and you have to avoid a sack deep in your own territory late in the game to try to keep your hopes alive. When you need a quarterback to just make plays, when schematically Kyle Shanahan's offense isn't working or the offensive line isn't particularly good because you lose your star left tackle and you're playing a bunch of guys that are super inexperienced along the interior, and you have a guy in Mike McGlinchey at right tackle who's pretty hit or miss in pass coverage and is working back from a pretty significant injury when his quad was no longer attached to his knee last year, Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be the rising tide that lifts the boat. All boats. That's, that's that saying, right? Yeah, that's that saying. So... It's a scenario now where the Monday morning talk shows and all the podcasts and all the articles and everything is going to be all about 
sky is falling. Jimmy G still stinks. Season's over. No playoffs. And yeah, that might be true. There's nothing aside from the way the defense played that should have anybody encouraged about this team going forward. But I will say, and maybe I'm just too optimistic. Maybe I'm too glass half full. Maybe I have too much faith in what Kyle Shanahan's built and what the defense is. But they could come back and beat the Rams next week, and then they're 2-2. Two and two, Right? The 49ers have won a lot of games against the Rams in the regular season. The 49ers started 3-5 and five last year and lost to Colt McCoy, a backup quarterback at home, and then later on went to go play in the NFC Championship game. Like they lost to the Indianapolis Colts and Carson Wentz at home in a primetime game and still went and won two road playoff games. So, yeah, it looks really bad and it's hard to feel optimistic about it. But the NFL is weird, man. The NFL is weird every week. The Kansas City Chiefs lost to the Colts. The Chargers lost to the Jaguars at home. Right? The Miami Dolphins beat the Buffalo Bills who looked unbeatable. So, yeah, tonight was rough. Tonight was about as bad as it can get in terms of sitting down and trying to watch a 49ers game. But it's a long season, and things have a way week to week of reverting back to the opposite of what you expect. But it's not going to be easy for the 49ers to bounce back from this. Trent Williams has a high ankle sprain now. And it's amazing, just a a different conversation, but you lose Elijah Mitchell week one. You're starting tailback. Set the rookie record for rushing yards in a season. Could potentially be one of the, what, I don't know, 10 or 12 best running backs in the league. Lost for a substantial amount of time with a knee injury week one. The quarterback, you invest three first-round picks and breaks his ankle week two. Arguably the best player in the NFL, your star left tackle, who's the most likely guy on your roster to go to the Hall of Fame at some point over the next decade whenever he retires, suffers a high ankle sprain. Three games, three substantial injuries to three key players. And now with the offensive line, we came into the season saying, all right, they're inexperienced, but they do have a pretty good run blocker at right tackle and Mike McGlinchey and you have all world left tackle Trent Williams like you could patch it together and just hope Spencer Burford and Aaron Banks and Jake Brendel get better as the season goes on but then when Trent Williams exits Jalen Moore is in at left tackle and was so bad and allowed a sack on what his second snap that he was replaced immediately by Colton McKivitz who had been getting treated for, I think it was an ankle injury. But Aaron, but but Jalen Moore was so bad that Colton McKivitz had to be thrown in the left tackle. So now you're trying to beat the defending Super Bowl champions next week with left tackle Colton McKivitz, left guard Aaron Banks, center Jake Brendel, right guard Spencer Burford, And all of a sudden, I think Mike McGlinchey might be your best offensive lineman. I don't know. 
I don't even know if McGlinchey's your best offensive lineman. I, that's that's not an argument I feel like anybody should be having. But the point is, he's the most experienced, I guess. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it doesn't look great. It doesn't look great at all. You lose 11 to 10. And Jimmy Garoppolo steps on the back sideline with not one foot, but two feet for good measure. To safety, plays dead, and then throws what should have been a pick six. But the play was dead. So what's this mean? I mean, it's the discussion around the 49ers is going to be toxic as hell. And that's just what it is. And it's going to be about this is why the team moved on to Trey Lance. I think that's certainly fair. I I would make that. I would make that argument. Absolutely. This is why the team moved on to Trey Lance. And the fact that the 49ers had a quarterback capable of winning games as a backup is a good thing. But there are still a significant number of people who believe that Jimmy Garoppolo makes the 49ers better and is a better option moving forward than Trey Lance. And I would just say that's crazy because even if you expect Trey Lance to be a not good quarterback in his first year as a starter which is fair like very few 22 year old first year quarterbacks come in and win the Super Bowl just doesn't happen but the entire point of Trey Lance is what he does to the ceiling of your offense what he does when your offensive line is struggling what he could potentially do when schematically the defense is taking everything away. And the funny thing about that is Russell Wilson epitomizes all of that, right? The Niners were taking everything away from the Broncos. 
the only offense the Broncos had late in the game, aside from just inside runs, which you're not going to score many points with just being able to run the ball inside. That's not a sustainable formula, even though it did work for that one series or a couple series, but point remains. The Seahawks won the game because Russell Wilson could scramble and make plays after the 49ers took everything away and everything was second reaction. Whether it was him scrambling and getting the first down, whether it was him moving around and avoiding a Nick Bosa sack and then hitting Cortland Sutton downfield or number nine. I for, I don't even know who that guy is. Shout out to number nine on Denver, though. You made a nice play. But that's the point, right? That is what elevates an offense when a defense is throttling, throttling you, easy for me to say, and taking everything away. Like, it's can you just be an athlete and make plays? And Trey Lance could potentially do that. He didn't do it in Chicago and everybody freaked out like the world is ending and Trey Lance is bad. Look, man, (laughs) Peyton Manning was awful his rookie year, right? Like judging quarterbacks off singular performances is a little crazy. We can judge Jimmy Garoppolo off this performance because because a lot of it is more of the same stuff that we've seen from him. We've seen Jimmy Garoppolo make backbreaking interceptions. We've seen Jimmy Garoppolo decide not to throw to a wide open Debo Samuel downfield on a third down and instead take the shorter pass. We've seen Jimmy Garoppolo be inaccurate when throwing downfield. The deep completion he had to Debo Samuel in the first down in the first half should have been a touchdown. But Jimmy just kind of was just intent on, hey, we're just going to complete this. I'm just going to throw it up there and we're going to complete this, even though Debo Samuel is five yards behind Josie Jewell. And that's a matchup that Kyle Shanahan was probably dreaming about all week. And all the 49ers got out of it was 30 yards. And it should have been a touchdown. Right? Like we've seen Trey Lance make deep throws. We haven't seen a whole lot from Trey Lance, but we have seen him make deep throws accurately, hitting guys in stride, getting explosive gains. So Jimmy Garoppolo is a limiting factor. And frankly, Given that Jimmy Garoppolo did not get any reps in training camp, he's a backup quarterback. And it's hard to win in the NFL with a backup quarterback. And I know I'm speaking out both sides of my mouth with this, but the NFL is weird. And frankly, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the 49ers came back and beat the Rams next week. I'm not guaranteeing it. I'm not confident about it. But it wouldn't surprise me because things have a way of evening out over the long haul. The NFL is the weirdest league, easily the weirdest league. In terms of trying to project what's going to happen week in and week out, it is the weirdest league. Underdogs win all the time. And you can go through the slate of games today and see that. So, you know, we can talk about I mean, if we want to talk about the defense, Nick Bosa was ridiculously good. Um, The entire defense was really good. I thought D'Amador Lenore, who stepped in for my guy Sammy Womack at nickel corner, apparently he's overtaken him. Um, Lenore played really well. It's really physical. Flies around and hits people. And that probably shows up in practice. And the coaching staff was like, hey, Lenore's doing a little bit more than Sam Womack right now. 
And you can't really argue with the results because I thought Lenore played really well. How about Mitch Wisnowski just earning that contract? Just an amazing night of punting for our guy, Mitch Wisnowski. Shout out to my alma mater, Santa Barbara City College. It's not the only place I went to, but me and Mitch Vaqueros for life. It's a bond. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's these are just quick thoughts. I'm not, I don't want to rant too much about it. I think everybody sort of feels the same way at this point. I think if you're a Jimmy Garoppolo backer believer, I think you probably have a better understanding of why Kyle Shanahan wanted to move on. Um, if you dislike Jimmy Garoppolo and don't think the 49ers can win with them, you got a whole lot of fuel tonight. If you're of the perspective that, hey, this is a backup quarterback and it's tough to win with a backup quarterback, kudos to you for being pretty level-headed because there isn't a whole lot of level-headedness when it comes to discussing the 49ers these days. But look, when you're one and two and the offense was as bad as it was in weeks in these two losses to Chicago and now Denver, that's what's going to happen. Um, I tweeted this out and I'm not going to, I I don't like being the, I, you know, talk about my tweet guy, but it's more about the content of the tweet. Um, 49ers, they went, they finished one of 10 on third down. They went eight of 17 on third down in Chicago with Trey Lance, right? So look. Trey Lance is hurt. If Trey Lance were healthy, we wouldn't have to do the Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo debate all the time. Um, so Jimmy Garoppolo is a quarterback for now until he isn't. But, you know, with Trey Lance hurt, we're not going to see him anymore. And, you know, it's on Jimmy Garoppolo. But even with as much development as Trey Lance needed, the fact that the 49ers were able to convert third downs at a near 50% clip in a monsoon in Chicago tells the point, like exemplifies the point that like, yeah, you could still have an offense with a quarterback who's raw and needs work. You can play to your defense. You can try to avoid turning the ball over. You could keep the chains moving. And then in the meantime, you're developing the guy you need to develop. And keep in mind, you know, Peyton Manning was bad his rookie year. Josh Allen was really bad his first two years from an accuracy perspective. And Josh Allen doesn't get to where he is now as the best quarterback in the league without just playing and taking those lumps and developing. The difference is, in Josh Allen's first two years as a starter, he wasn't on a team that was expected to compete for Super Bowls. So in that way, the 49ers are victims of their own expectations. And Trey Lance is certainly a victim of the 49ers' expectations because Trey Lance isn't given the opportunity to grow at the same rate as other quarterbacks because this team has to contend right away. So look, Niners are one and two. I think it's a good thing. They play the Rams. I know a lot of people are like, Oh man, Super Bowl champion Rams next week. It's like, no, that's the kind of game you want. You don't want coming off a terrible loss to play another bad team where you make yourself susceptible to an emotional letdown. Because now you get Monday Night Football at Levi's Stadium 
you get everybody in the world dumping on you for the next seven days and you have an opportunity I don't want to say to silence the critics because that's a cliche and who really cares about the critics, but you have an opportunity to say, all right, we're not that team in Denver. And for Jimmy Garoppolo, you could say, all right, I'm not that quarterback that just was horrendous and against the Broncos. He has an opportunity to go do what he did when he was a 49er starting quarterback, like at a pretty reasonable clip, which is beat the Rams. So, you know, we'll see. We'll we'll have more. Kyle will be back. He's doing post-game stuff at 95.7. Um, I hope you guys didn't mind my rant. I hope you guys still listened. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Cooperage, the great folks at Cooperage. If you like craft beer, um, they have everything. And it's not just IPAs, West Coast IPAs, pale ales. All those are phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. They have loggers. They have pilsners. I believe they have a hef. Um, they have like a, a Japanese... They've had like a rice beer, which has been cool and tasty. I've had it, particularly when it's warm. So shout out to Cooperage in Santa Rosa. You can check them out and order all of their beer if you're 21 or older, of course, at cooperage.com. And they'll ship anywhere within California. Uh, and they'll overnight it. So I believe the Candlestick Chronicles Hazy IPA is sold out. Um, it lasted just over a week. And their runs last two to three weeks typically. So I guess people like this one. So that's pretty awesome. Um, it was really good. But yeah, shout out to Cooperage, our title sponsor. And we will be back early this week. We will likely have another podcast dropping on Tuesday. Um, subscribe, rate, and review. And please know that me podcasting solo is not going to be a regular thing, given the nature of a primetime game on the road um we are going to this is this is just going to be rare so put it that way um thanks for sticking with me guys uh subscribe rate and review to the pod and we will talk to you guys later in the week